Are you tired of all the voices who say, focus on the bottom line numbers? Say whatever you have to, just close the sale. Just get the credit card. It doesn't matter what you deliver. You will never build a successful business until you grow a pair and stop caring so much. Here, we respectfully disagree. We give you permission to embrace who you are, how much you care, and encourage you to design a business that works for you and your clients. Welcome to The Art of Giving a Damn, the podcast that proves with every single episode that you can create a profitable business doing what you're passionate about and making a positive difference in the world. Now here's your host, Michelle Schaefer. Hey, welcome back for another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. Today, my guest is Dr. Debbie Silber. Debbie, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much. I am really curious to dive into this conversation because you've got a topic that I think most, if not all, of my listeners will absolutely see themselves in, inside of. So let me start with a quick introduction. You are the founder of the PBT, which stands for Post-Betrayal Institute in New York, pbtinstitute.com, and you are a holistic psychologist, health mindset, and personal development expert. You're an award-winning speaker, coach, and author of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Unshakable Woman, Four Steps to Rebuild Your Body, Mind, and Life After a Life Crisis. I love that title, by the way. The workbook that goes with it, as well as additional books, you have been just about everywhere when it comes to media and interviews. And your doctoral study led you to three discoveries that I know we're going to talk about in a minute about how women experience and heal from betrayal. Based on your findings and 27 years of experience, you've created a proven approach to help women heal from life crisis, especially betrayal. Uh, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's, it's a, a pretty deep topic, but it's so inspiring because now there's a way through it and just a way to heal from all of it. Yeah, you know, I think the thing that, is, that caught my attention is this connection between unhealed betrayal and how that impacts everything else in our life, right? Sometimes we go through betrayal and we think, okay, well, that's this box right here. And yeah, that part of life is tough, but I'll deal with it later. And we never actually go through the process of healing, not realizing that it has literally affected everything else in our life and our business. So let's start there. What got you started in this particular field of work? I, I'll, I'd love to share that, but I just want to back up a second. You're so right, because we've always been told time heals all wounds, or if it's a romantic yeah. betrayal, uh, a new relationship will heal it and what the study discovered and and if we've been through it we know no that's not true at all yeah. healing will heal it because what right. happens is if we do not learn the lessons meant to be learned from that right. experience the faces change but it's the same thing mm. so let's say it's a it could be a workplace betrayal you'll have you know you may go from job to job to job it's the same experience or yes. uh, yeah. in a relationship you may have a new partner and another one and another one same thing but when the lesson is learned we can we can move forward so we know it's an un, unhealed betrayal yeah struggling with health symptoms that are so there's actually a collection of symptoms so common to betrayal it's become known as post-betrayal syndrome 
Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I mean, that makes sense when you watch girlfriends go through it. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. What, that was one of the three discoveries. So we actually have an assessment on the site to see to which degree are you still struggling. And wow. because you have these health sy- symptoms, you go to the most amazing health experts, but at the very root of it yeah. is this unhealed betrayal. Or it could right. be showing up in business where, let's say we work uh, within a company and, and we're worried to, to trust. You know, that's an unhealed betrayal. Or let's say we're in our own business and we want to take on a partner or do some collaborative thing, but we don't yeah. trust somebody or we're afraid to ask for that raise in a work scenario. Our confidence is shattered. That's an unhealed betrayal. So, and of course, in relationships, if we just, we say, that's it, I'm done. I'm not doing that again. That's an unhealed betrayal. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and that's what happens. You know, we, we, I even had a, um, with the assessment, there's a section where uh, I, I leave it open where I say, you know, is there anything else you'd like to share? And I read every single one of these. We've had over 3,000 uh, people take it. And there was a woman who said, my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm just unwilling to have a relationship again. Wow. And that's what we do. You know, it, we're so hurt and we just we just put that wall up. But that's living half a life. Mm-hmm. And we can rebuild that trust. There's, there are ways to do it. As, as long as we learn uh, the process to heal, we mm-hmm. don't have to do that because that's not fair. That's not fair yeah. to us. That's not fair to the person who's been hurt that, you know, I look at it saying betrayal hurts so badly that if something so bad is going to happen, let's do something really good with it. Mm. That's a good perspective shift. I'm not saying yeah. it's easy, but that's that's what we can do with it. So right. anyway, you had asked me about, right. about my story. Um, yeah, anyway. how did you get started? I mean, this is an, an interesting field. And real quick, for anybody listening who's thinking, I want to take that quiz, we will put a link in the show notes near wherever you're watching or listening to this, but it's at the pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. Again, there'll be a link somewhere near this, this mm-hmm. episode. And PBT, by the way, stands for post-betrayal transformation. And it was interesting because in the study, I was studying something called post-traumatic growth, which is like the upside huh. of trauma. How trauma can I've leave. Never heard trauma, that phrase. Uh, how a trauma can leave, and, and with that type of trauma could be death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, any trauma, where it can leave you with a new perspective, a new awareness, a new insight. And and I had been through death of a loved one and I had been through disease, but betrayal felt different, but I didn't want to assume. So I brought it back out to my study participants and I said, does betrayal feel different? If you've been through more than one life crisis, does Uh betrayal feel different to you? Hands down, unanimously, they said, oh yes, it feels very different because you have to rebuild the self everything that was destroyed through that betrayal you have to rebuild trust of course you're you're still grieving and mourning the loss of what you you don't have whether it's a relationship the dream you thought you were going to have together whatever it is but in that rebuilding of the self it didn't seem like it post-traumatic growth was enough so i coined a new term post-betrayal transformation and that's Uh truly the state you get to when you heal from a betrayal that's really interesting. I've never heard anybody uh, use that phrasing or talk about it that way. And I, I do absolutely agree, having been through you know so many different things in life, betrayal feels completely different. And I think for myself and people I've talked with, part of it, I think, is when we are betrayed, we question ourselves. How did I fall for that? How did I trust this person? And that makes it 
even harder to get over because there is so much questioning of yourself. There, you're so right. And it's so, you know, we completely lose our sense of safety and security yeah. because think about it. You're never betrayed by someone you don't know. Right. It's, by, it's by the people you're closest to. Right. So, so when the people that have given you or you, you believed you were safe with, Right. When they just, it's like they, they pull a mask off. It, it, it absolutely shatters everything that we've known to be real and true. Mm-hmm. And we question, so we don't trust our betrayer. We don't trust ourselves because we say, we're, we're a bright person. How did we not see this coming? So everything, everything comes into question. And what's also so painful about it is it's intentional. Right. When someone passes that we love, we don't question the love. We mourn the loss. We don't question right. love with betrayal. It's we question everything, everything. Yeah. So it's it's so, and it's not a question yeah. of you know which trauma is worse than another. It's not a competition, but it's just, they're all bad. They're all horrible. <laughs> but it but it, it hits us on such a personal personal level. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, well, and it, it's interesting how it shows up in so many other areas of life. I mean, I've, I've worked with so many clients who don't trust themselves to make decisions in business or to move beyond a certain level with their business and realize it's from a relationship or it's from some previous betrayal or where they just, they don't, they don't trust others to work with others, but they also don't trust themselves. So what advice do you give people who are, are listening and going, yeah, this, this hits home for me. I realize that's part of what I'm dealing with. What can people do to move through that and beyond it? Well, first of all, I, I would share, I understand it. I mean, you don't study something like betrayal unless you have to. And, and I've right. been there and it is the most painful and devastating experience that I've ever had yeah. for sure. Um, so I, I understand it. And, and it's, it's a healing that takes time. And I'm even happy to go through the five stages because when you see what stage you're in, mm-hmm. um, it truly now with what we've discovered in this study, healing is a choice. We know exactly what it takes to heal. Although there are many people who okay. are just too committed to hanging on to their story. Mm. They get a lot yeah. of perceived benefit from it. And although these are small self benefits, mm-hmm. they start convincing themselves. And, and I know I was doing it too. <sighs> they start convincing themselves that, uh, that their story is is greater than the potential to heal. And that's particularly at stage three. I see it mm-hmm. all the time. And that's actually the stage that we get stuck in the most. Huh. Yeah, I would love to hear what those stages are. And again, guys, anybody listening, you can go and grab that quiz so you know which of these stages you're in. But what are the five stages? Sure. So the first is like a setup stage. And, and if, you, if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual, what I saw with every single study participant, me too, is that there's a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental huh. and almost neglecting the emotional and the spiritual. Now that doesn't mean that if you're just neglecting the emotional and the spiritual, you will be betrayed. But think about what happens. If you're in that scenario, you're really good at thinking and doing and not really paying much attention to the feeling and being. Mm, Okay. And it's in that space, we also turn down our intuition. (sighs) 
and and this was something that that almost every study participant said too. They said, well, you know what? I something didn't feel right, but I didn't pay attention. Yeah. Something yeah. I don't know. Something was off, but I was too busy. And right. and so that was what I saw consistently. Stage two. This is the scariest stage, and here's where we're blindsided. And this is the word that we just use for this kind of shock. And it's the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. So in this stage here, mm-hmm. you just the rug has been absolutely pulled from under you. You are shocked, and it's a it imprints on the body and mind. So, uh-huh. so your your body now you've ignited the stress response. So now you're headed for every single stress related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind is in a complete state of chaos, mental confusion, mm-hmm. brain fog. Yeah, not wrap yeah. your mind around what just happened. This yeah. does not make any sense. It doesn't compute. It doesn't compute, and no matter how we try to make sense out of it, we cannot make sense out of this. And there's a breakdown of the worldview. That's Mm -hmm. our mental model. It's how we view the world. This person's safe. This is how the world works. These are the rules. And in an instant, it shattered. Mm -hmm. So think about it. Here's where you're walking down the street. You know, I had one study participant. She said, Debbie, you know what it's like? It's like every negative emotion you can experience and losing a child in a crowd. It feels like that. It's, it's, yeah, that, that's a powerful description. Yeah. And think about it. If you were walking down the street and the bottom were to just simply bottom out on you, you would do whatever you could to stay safe and stay alive. Right. At stage three, survival instincts emerge. Oh, yeah. It is an extremely practical stage. If you can't help me get out of my way, how will I survive right. this experience? Where do I live? How yeah. do I feed my kids? It's just entirely practical. But here's the thing. This is the stage where we also start, um, we have these small self-benefits, right? Like, Mm -hmm. think about it. You get to be right. You get your story. Right. You get someone to blame. Right. You get to justify inaction because of what you've been through. Yeah. You don't have to do the hard work of who do I trust? Do I trust you? Do I trust you? Oh, forget it. I won't trust Mm -hmm. anybody. You justify exactly where you are. And that's a powerful position. See, this is, this is the space where we're supposed to start making sense and making meaning out of it. Everything that we've known has been destroyed, but it's in that place once we acknowledge that, once we take our what had become our life story and make it a pivotal chapter of our story, once we grieve the loss, once we realize, yes, I, I'm entitled to those benefits, but off of those, yeah. we can move to stage four. And stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Mm-hmm. Your old normal doesn't exist anymore. It's not an option. So this is like if you've ever moved into a new house, condo, apartment, office, whatever. It's not really quite familiar yet. You don't know the lay of the land, but it's going to be okay. And in this position, when you're in this stage, you're starting to turn down the stress response a little mm-hmm. bit. So you may not be healing, physically healing just yet, but you're right. not destroying uh, your body the level to this extent that you were you're making it okay you're deciding if you're not a real friend I just have no patience mm-hmm. you know you're setting new boundaries you're making new rules when you've established yourself in this new space and it becomes okay and it gets a little more familiar you can slowly move into the fifth most beautiful stage and this is healing rebirth and a new worldview the body starts mm-hmm. 
heal. You've turned down the stress response. You didn't have, you didn't have the bandwidth for self-love, self-care. You were yeah. surviving. So here's right. where you may eat a little bit better. You may move a little bit more because you want to take care of yourself. You're nurturing yourself a little bit because you've turned down the stress response. Your body starts to heal. Hmm. You have your mind. You're creating an entirely new set of beliefs based on what you've experienced. And you have a huh. new world, you have a new world view. You see the world very differently now based on where you've been and where you are. And the four legs of that table, the mental and the physical, we are solidly mm. grounded because now we're paying attention to the emotional and the spiritual too. Gotcha. That's so interesting to, to look at the different phases. Do you find that a lot of people get stuck? in that third phase? Oh, that's where we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime. Because we know, we, because we're, we're surviving our experience, we're making it work, but what happens is we're, when we're in that space for too long, then mm -hmm. we start questioning, well, maybe I belong here. And then we start setting up shop there. It's like, okay, well, I may as well make uh -huh. some friends in this space, and maybe yeah. what they said is true, and maybe I'm not worthy and love, you know, right. serving and lovable. And, and then we start believing it, and we start planting roots. And once we're in that space, it's harder to leave. Yeah. You know, and I think too, sometimes it's, it's easy to stay in that space where you have somebody to blame mm -hmm. because I, I, I find in conversations, a lot of times women especially feel like if we let go of that, then there's no consequence for the action. And, and that perspective of, you know, wanting to hold somebody accountable for what they did makes it hard to move through to the other side of it. It, it, it absolutely does, and I understand it completely because I've, I've been there. And, but here's the thing. You letting go or forgiving or accepting, yeah. whatever it is you choose to do, really has nothing to do with the other right. person because holding on to it is, first of all, physically making you sick. Right. And, and secondly, it's keeping you from every aspect of healing. It's, yeah. it's preventing all of the most wonderful opportunities from coming your way because it's as if you're carrying around this 500 pound boulder and when when you're carrying that around you can't see what's ahead of you you're burdened by yeah. that and when you yeah. make that decision and it truly is a decision it's a willingness to say mm -hmm. even though that person did something so hateful harmful hurtful yeah my healing is more important and you're yeah. willing to put that down then what happens is number one yes you had your story when you were carrying it but now you have a better story yeah now you get freedom now you get to heal now you get to be the hero or the heroine of your story you get mm -hmm. a completely new life you are creating even something like accelerated aging when you were hanging on to that. I mean, that's oh, how yeah. you were suppressing yeah. your immune system. You're yeah. wreaking such havoc and staying so stuck where, mm -hmm. yes, you are justified. Yes, you have every right to, to carry that around. But all it's doing is, is wreaking havoc with you. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it is. People sometimes don't realize what a, what a toll it takes on you physically when you're holding on to that kind of thing. So what do you find really helps for people to get not just through the stages, but I guess it would be stage five where they're able to begin trusting again? Because I think that's the big piece of it is how do you not just let go or accept it or, or get, get through it, but 
put yourself in a position where maybe not necessarily in relationship, but in business in different types of relationship, you're able to open up again and be vulnerable when that worldview has been shattered. Right. And, and I would say one of the biggest mistakes I see is when people try to jump one of the steps mm-hmm. or they rush to trust or they rush yeah. to forgive and it backfires every time. It's mm. a process. I mean, we, the study proved the stages and that they right. order from one to the next. But yeah. when you just for the sake of, well, it'll make it easier if I just forgive or it'll just make it easier if I pretend mm-hmm. I'm okay or I'll make it easier if I just trust when I'm not ready. It, it just completely backfires. And I'll tell you what, there were three instances, three groups uh, in my study that did not heal. And a lot of it had to do with not going through these stages and, and <sighs> trying to accept something that, that their body and mind could not accept. And like, for example, if the betrayer had no consequences or very little consequences yeah. and so maybe for the sake of their religious beliefs or fear yeah. or guilt or protecting the betrayer at their own expense. I saw this all the time. That was my most physically sick group. Yeah. Because they were trying so hard to move towards forgiveness when, when that person on the other end wasn't deserving of that forgiveness. Now, of course, forgiveness is just for us. Right. To rebuild it's there's a criteria see when you feel safe and valued and you forgive you feel better mm-hmm. when you not feel safe and valued and you forgive you feel worse huh so when you forgive and you and nothing has changed or little has changed right. you don't feel acknowledged validated there's no remorse right. apology restitution any of that uh, that's a that's a it's not a healthy position to be so- in what do you do in that situation where the, the person or the party that, that you feel betrayed you doesn't have remorse, doesn't want any sort of reconciliation? What do you advise people to do in that situation where it's just not possible to resolve in that way? And one of my betrayals was that, that scenario. And in that case, you really have nothing to work with. Uh, you know, and you, you mentioned trust. I'll, I'll get back to that. But I want to okay. talk about something. It's, I call it the window of willingness. I don't know what it's called, but that's what I call it. So okay. these, this is best case scenario to possibly uh, reestablish a new relationship with that same person to mm-hmm. to no possibility at all. Best case scenario, level one, the window is wide open here. And this is remorse, apology, restitution. The person right. is taking full responsibility. They own it. They are so uh, mm-hmm. aware of what they did. And okay. they woke up just as the betrayed person wakes up to what happened. The betrayer wakes up and says, oh, my gosh, mm. what the heck was I thinking? What did I do? How can okay. I make this up to you? I feel so horrible for what I've done. Yeah. And it's still a process, but at least that's best case scenario. Widest mm. window is widest open. You can feel the window closing a little bit more with this next level. And here's level two. And this is mm-hmm. excuses. This is when the betrayed person uh, admits it, but okay. they had an excuse why it happened. Like your best friend is making an excuse why she shared your most private secret on Facebook or your mm-hmm. partner made an excuse why they had an affair. There's an excuse. So is there something to work with? Maybe, but it doesn't feel okay. good, right? You yeah. can feel the window closing even more with level three and this is blame. When you hear the word, like with level two, it's the word because. Uh-huh. I did this because, that's an excuse. 
level three mm -hmm. is blame. I did this because you, blah, 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 whatever it is. And here now, I call this the double-sided slap. So you get hurt on one side with just the actual betrayal, and now you're being blamed for it somehow. Yeah. And, and this makes no sense at all, and this is, this is pretty typical to narcissistic behavior, uh, you know, where it's just throwing us off course and keeping us very unsteady. Right. So, so little to work with here because now we're being blamed for it. There's no yeah. apology, remorse, restitution. Somehow we're trying to be brainwashed into thinking that it was our fault. Right. Now, that doesn't mean we're not supposed to take responsibility for whatever role we had in it. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is for someone to blame us for their actions. That's yeah. level three. And then level four is absolutely taking zero responsibility. They are not, they're either in flat-out denial, right. not taking any responsibility at all. The window is completely closed. There's nothing to work with here. So yeah. best case scenario, you're forgiving or you're acknowledging or accepting, having nothing to do with them. This is just for your own peace and healing. Mm. What do you do? Like, because uh, I know I've been there, and I know other people who have been there, and and the time thing doesn't work, right? It, it doesn't just go away on its own. Um, how do you process that when there isn't there isn't anything to work with? Yeah, you know, th this is this is what I say and what I teach people. Closure is your responsibility, justice okay. and karmas. You know, and, and that's, it's a healthier place to be because if, if yeah. they're out seeking revenge, trying to get them to understand, trying mm -hmm. to get them to behave or react differently, that is so exhausting and such right. a waste of our energy. Our energy is. is spent on healing and repair. Yeah. And we're giving that person so much power over us that they don't deserve. And that energy is so precious and can be used for healing. So what I say is just take the energy that you're trying to convince someone who's just not ready or willing to see. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Mm. And use that to heal. Use that to move forward. It's a redirect of your energy, but in a way that is so much better spent. Love that. Love that. All right. So a couple of quick questions before we wrap up. Um, one would be what would be the kind of closing thought that you would love to leave the audience with, especially anybody who's listening to this and thinking, yeah, I think betrayals that have happened to me are preventing me from actually moving forward in life and in business. What advice would you give them? You know, I would say it's, I'm so glad that they're seeing that because we can't change anything we're, we're not aware of. So the first step is awareness and that you see that you're walking around with this health issue or this a business yeah. challenge or, or anything preventing you from having the most wonderful relationships ever. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Start right now. You don't have to, you don't have to do this another, you know, for another decade or another whatever where you say, no, I, relationships just don't work for me. You're right. The, with the old mm -hmm. ideas in place and the old perspective and the old rules and the old boundaries, you're absolutely right. But based on what you're able to discover now, the new uh, worldview, the new boundaries, the new rules, the new you, you can create the most incredible relationships ever. And I, I'm living proof. And this is, this is, I mean, I'm, I'm living the example of, of what came out of the study and what I teach. Yeah. I've done it both ways. Like I said, it wow. was, the, it was the betrayal and the move on and it was the betrayal and the, and the rebuild and they're grueling both. Yeah. But, but 
there's a warrior on the other end of your healing. Love that. I love that. That's a great way to look at it. There's a warrior on the other end of your healing. That's awesome. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with us the study and, and what you found and, and the stages so that people can figure out where they're at and how to move through it in a way that allows them to create that new worldview and find that warrior on the other side. He or she's there, I promise. That's good to know. Sometimes that's just the, the hope we need is that somebody else got through it and found something positive on the other side. Well, you know, there's the only way to healing is to face it, feel it, heal it. When you avoid numb, distract, it will follow you like a shadow. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Just go through it. There is no other way. Slay those dragons, but I promise that is the only way through it, but you will heal. Slay those dragons. Thank you so much, Dr. Silber, for, for sharing this with us today. For everybody listening, make sure you click that link. It's a pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. If you or somebody you know has struggled through or is even still in the midst of dealing with betrayal, send them the link, share it with them, and give them some options on how to figure out where they're at and how to move forward from there. Thank you again so much for tuning into the show today. Please late, rate, review, like, subscribe, wherever you are watching or listening to this at, and we will catch you back again soon for another episode.